everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 30, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, Justin, a.k.a. J-Mac, a.k.a. founder numero uno, and I am not joined by Ben Baseball today. However, I am joined by my other co-host. Let's bring him in. Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the Outfielder Podcast, number three, the great... Sam Bino. Sam, what's up, buddy? Not much, Justin. How are you doing? Doing well, man. Doing well. That intro never gets old. No, it's really, really good. Um, We're soft. just looking at games going on today, and there are some really good games. The NL East is playing the AL East, so we have Atlanta, New York going yep. on right now, and Boston, Washington. Those are arguably four of the best teams in baseball. Um, playing some interleague play today, which is super exciting. It's pretty awesome, man. I was wa- I was telling you just before the show, I was watching the Red Sox game, and uh, Porcello came up with the bases loaded and drove in three. So that's awesome. Dude, was that was- a single or a double? Uh, I don't. I think it was a du- stand up <laughs> double. I'm pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> no, but it was. Um, it was one of those where it just looked like it was gone too. I was like, oh man, this is so. It was real close. It's like, oh man, that would that's be great. so. I love watching uh, a useless pitcher accidentally get rbi especially whenever they don't like do it all the time like an al pitcher like that's that makes it better i love it you darvish last year hit a home run that was an amazing moment yes absolutely as a ranger right (laughs) not so much now (laughs) no he's on the disabled list he is he is how about you tell me about that shirt you got there yeah so for the listeners who can't actually see me i'm wearing um it's it's multifaceted. I'll just I'll break it down layer by layer, starting with the the layer that's probably furthest back. It's an American flag backdrop. Overlaid on the American flag is fireworks. And then overlaid on the fireworks is an American eagle in the colors of an American flag. I love that. Dude, that's the most patriotic thing I've ever seen in my life. This is this is definitely my one day a year shirt. This year I will be expanding it to three days. One day for the pod, mm-hmm. um, tomorrow for work, because one must be patriotic in the office. Of course. And then, obviously, day of days, July 4th, I will wear it at the pool. I love it. Did you uh, Have you ever seen my tank top that has a, a gigantic shark coming out of the water on it? No, but this sounds great. Oh, I call it the shark shirt. My wife hates it. <laughs> <laughs> she just dies a little bit every time i wear that thing i bought it at walmart when i bought my ps4 a couple of years ago (laughs) this too this too is from america's store it was very very cheap i'm not surprised by that but the shark shirt is an incredible shirt that's an incredible shirt good work my friend thanks i like to buy really cheap shirts and occasionally wear them to work i also have a growing collection of hawaiian shirts to wear both ironically and now kind of because i like them (laughs) just not only for the comfort but the style as well it's just a hot and humid area here in Atlanta. I hear you, man. You got to stay cool somehow, right? That's right. I love that you're going uh, like full retirement mode already and going Hawaiian shirt, though. That's that's. Pretty I don't know. Job. I just it just feels right. Okay. You know, I, I, I'm not faulted you for it. I get it. It's kind of an indefensible position, but yeah. I'm I'm just going to keep rolling until I don't want to. It's got it's gotten you this far. <laughs> I feel like yeah, the members speak for themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Man, it was a. Uh, Hell of a weekend watching this Red Sox Yankees series. I'm glad it's uh, over with. 
was not. I great. didn't get to tune in. I saw the end results, and it was not really great for you. So I do apologize. That's I won't rub it in too much. That's it, kind of a gut kick. It's weird though, because like, so the first series or the first game of the series on Friday, the Yankees won like eight to two, and then the second team, uh, second game, Boston beat them ten to nothing, and then last night they lost. The Boston lost nine to one. So like that, that's gonna. I guess I'm not really that surprised with that. Those two teams. They're going to keep trading blows. I think it's going to go back and forth through the rest of the year. Again, unless something catastrophic happens to one of the sides. Yeah. I would expect more of this for many months to come. So I agree, man. buy some antacids and stock up on Lipitor or whatever you need to keep your heart pumping. Yeah. It's so, I mean, I think it's easier knowing that though. Right. And just know, like trying to just like be okay with that. It's fucking infuriating. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. And like, also I don't want to get too far into the standings, but like you got the rays kind of doing something kind of hilarious. So it's just been kind of a circus of a division, but still fun. But anyway, we'll talk about it here in a yeah. few minutes, but it was yeah. a hell of a series, man. I was not surprised. I could have seen that going either way. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, 100%. anyway. All right. Well, we should probably plug the sponsor, huh? I suppose. All right. Are you tired of not being able to see a fastball curveball, splitter? Are you craving ice cream? Well, you're in luck because we have the place for you. That's right, I'm talking about Vince Velasquez Bifocal Emporium and Creamery. Get your new glasses along with your Rocky Road. They have square frames, round frames, thick frames, slim frames, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, schnozberry, and more. Come on down to Vince Velasquez Bifocal Emporium and Creamery today. Back to Holy you, Sam. Shit. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> there you go. Wow. That's, what a, what, oh man, what a crossover store that is. Yeah, man, it's pretty incredible. Ben's been out on the, out on the road trying to get us some new sponsors and that's, that's <laughs> what he sent in. So it's pretty impressive. That is fucking amazing. I mean, if you think about it, so I, I don't need glasses. My eyes are absolutely beyond perfect and they have mm. been for 30, 31 years now, which is totally awesome. Good for you. So I'm under the impression that when you go to the glasses store, um, correct me if I'm wrong, it takes some time. Like, so could you not could you not enjoy some Rocky yeah. Road while they're doing the thing to your eyes? I think that's the idea. I like you, so I had so I had to pay a couple of thousand dollars for my perfect vision, but nonetheless, I don't need glasses anymore. And yeah. so I, I I have no reason to go down there other than to get some great cream. So I may have to just do it. That sounds awesome. I mean, Vince Velasquez is Vince Velasquez's bifocal glasses uh sound like a real treat. They really do. They've got it the fact <laughs> Bi- Does anybody even wear bifocals anymore? Is that still a thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a thing. Okay. All right. Typically, I would use my catchphrase of I see the vision, but that's too much of a pun, and Ben's not here, so we can't really do that. I see a great business opportunity. Uh, yes. That's, oh, well, that's why. I mean, not only are, are they sponsoring us, but we're investing in them, so I don't know if that's like a wash or how that works. I don't know. But ben deals with the lawyers down there, and they hang out with the creative guys. You know how it goes. I wonder if Vince is willing to open up um, a franchise in his rival town of Atlanta. Ooh. I wonder. You'll have to see. Call me Vince. Yeah. We're we're in business to sponsor it too. So we're we're good. <laughs> we we scratch our sponsors back, they scratch ours, you know that kind of deal. Love it. It's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. All right. Uh it is time for Sam's piece of shit corner. Yes. Thank you. I've uh I've actually established some some rigid structure to the piece of shit corner. Oh, yeah. um, I will every episode when I do piece of shit corner, I will introduce four pieces of shit. Uh, one will be a current player. One will be a past player. One will be a baseball tangential target. And the last will be completely unrelated. So I'd like to kick off this week by calling out Bryce Harper. Oh. Bryce Harper over the last one month 
is hitting 176. Uh, that's that's 15, 15 for 85 uh, with nine RBIs. <laughs> um, he was on a tear for the first month and a half and yep. has done very little since. He needs to pick up the pace. His team has lost 12 of the last 18, and they are now six games behind the Braves. So Washington Nationals kick Bryce Harper in the nuts and make him hit more baseballs. I love that. I think that's a brilliant idea. Small caveat, he walks a lot. His on-base percentage is really good, so that part of his game is working very well. Uh, he's just not – maybe he's not getting – no. I mean, 15 for 85, he's not hitting the ball. No, he's definitely, definitely not. into like a million double plays. Ex- Dude, yeah, that's the thing. They're working the shift against him big time, but he's not really – I don't know if it's an effort thing, but like you're in a fucking contract here, so – Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. All right. Next piece of shit is C.J. Wilson, the past pitcher. He was on – the Rangers and the Angels. He has a career ERA of three seven four, a WHIP of one three two, and a WAR of seventeen point four, which Mike Holy Trout shit. might pass in one season. Yeah, no doubt about that. Also, just total total asshole off the field. He didn't give a shit about his performance. He was there for the paycheck so he could race cars. Um, I was watching a very terrible television show called Quantico before this show. Yeah, and it said that C.J. Wilson was uh, part of the cast, and I looked it up his IMDb to make sure that it wasn't the pitcher because he's such a jackass that he would try. Oh yeah. So, uh, so we're, we're trying to refresh my memory on this. Was he already in LA whenever Hamilton got there? Um, yes. I'm going to say yes. Okay. That's right. 2012 is when he moved over to LA. Okay. And then Hamilton was like a year after that. I'm going to say yes, but I'm sure Dan, the listener, will fact check us and let us know. Josh Hamilton is a piece of shit. He is. Uh, speaking of Dan, the listener, I would like to apologize to Dan because I made a gross error in my statement saying that um, Kurt Suzuki hit a home run off of Anibal Sanchez. That is grossly incorrect because they play on the same team. Ooh. Definitely happened in the same game, though. I do apologize. Dan. Ouch. Yeah. Next piece of shit yep. is Josh Donaldson's Cavs. Uh, Josh Donaldson's Cavs. Uh, have cost Josh Donaldson 53 days on the disabled list. Now, for you math gurus out there, that is 21.5 days per leg at the cost. <laughs> per leg? I love it. I love it. Co- <laughs> Sorry. I wasn't expecting you to say per leg. I thought you were going to say per game or something like that, not per leg. That That caught me. Sorry. <laughs> at, a, at a cost of $3.25 million per leg. <laughs> uh, I almost spit my so, water out all over the place. That's th- fantastic. This is tough. This is tough on me. He's on my fantasy team. He was a keeper from last season, so you know he had a big, big season uh, two years ago. I dragged his dead corpse through last season, hoping he would make it through this season clean and do well. That hasn't happened. Also, feel really bad for Toronto. You know they're looking to trade him, and he's not able to produce and show that he is valuable. So I feel really bad. And his calves are obviously pieces of shit for muscle groups. I don't feel that bad for Toronto about anything. Yeah, I think that's fair. You're a little biased. Um, they're the only Canadian team. I mean, they got to have something to live for. And Taya Scar Hernandez isn't doing it. The Ooh. final piece of shit uh, <laughs> is cholesterol, specifically low-density lipoproteins. That's LDL, the bad cholesterol. Okay. Mine is extremely high at 283 eek anything over 240 is high um so i have to cut eggs and bacon and all the good shit in life so fuck you cholesterol 
Boy, that's rough. That and that concludes rough. my piece of shit corner for the day. That was a good one. That's a good piece of shit quarter. I feel good about this. I whipped it up in about 97 seconds. I, I feel like you need to address the cholesterol thing. Oh, I am. My diet okay. has changed. Don't oh, you okay. worry. All right. I, yeah, we can't be down a host here. No, no. I plan on living many years and having terrible baseball takes for many of them. Excellent. Excellent. Sort of how you keep uh, going on about my fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, if you want to talk fantasy, I'm happy to do so, Mr. I've scored 400 less points or had 400 less points scored against me than anybody else. I've also allowed less points than anybody else in the league. You don't allow points. They are scored against you irregardless. Right. Ooh, I almost said irregardless. That irregardless. Okay. Fuck that. That's not a word. The points scored against you have nothing to do with your performance. I'm aware of that, but that I also is, that have... That is a luck. <laughs> okay, pal. Well, you let me know down there from the basement whenever things uh, shake out for yes, you. I will. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back with a vengeance, and I hope you burn. Okay. I'm, I'm down with that. I hope... I, <laughs> you're, as one of the main competitors in that league, I hope that happens. <laughs> this will be the first time that I potentially don't finish first or second in this league. So I know, that would be a, a real kick in the nuts. Yep, a real kick in the oblongs. Almost three-peated first place last year, but I got taken down by the lowly gutter trash garbage monster, Marty McFly. Hey, the fact that Ivan didn't finish in the basement is just unbelievable. <laughs> uh, I gave Ivan his only win this season. I almost <laughs> gave him a second win this season. Oh, yeah, that was close. That was not great. My luck factor is poor. Yeah, you had my a rough team one. Is, my team is just not, not good also. Well, the injuries haven't helped your situation. No, they haven't. Thanks, Josh Donaldson's Cavs. Exactly. Dude, yeah, that's the thing. It's got to be his Cavs' fault, right? It is. I mean, I'm sure, well, he's also, he's also kind of a piece of shit himself off, on and off field. So. Good point. Good guy. point. All right. Uh, let's move into everyone's favorite segment. Around the Diamond. That's right. We're going to talk about the standings around the league. So we'll start with the AL East. New York is at 54 and 27. Boston, 56 and 29. Tampa Bay, 42 and 41. Toronto at 39 and 45. And Baltimore at 24 and 59. Sam, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I love that the fight is continuing. These guys are practically identical. Despite, ugh, except for the fact that Yankees obviously have played um, four less games than the Red Sox, so we can still expect some of that to come out in the wash. Um, really good fight, really good baseball, two really good teams who are probably going to breach 100 wins. Um, I love, I said this a couple times, I think, but I love that the Rays are stealing wins from some really good teams, Did they and they're playing wacky-ass baseball. Didn't they just sweep the Astros or take two of three? I know. Uh, I don't, I don't know that. Let's see. They've won three in a row and they're playing Houston. They played Houston yesterday. So yeah, that, that's yeah. probably true. Yep. They swept them then. That's interesting. And that's they fantastic. were like three, two games and stuff like that, that I saw. So, I love it. Yeah. Uh, Luis Severino might be one of the best underrated pitchers in baseball. I was looking at about. the pitching stats and he, uh, is really good and you don't hear a lot about him. Dude. He throws a fastball over 50% of the time. And he has a slider that's like 38% of the time. And the movement mm -hmm. on that slider is so good that he typically doesn't even throw his change up until like this third time around the order. Wow. When he really needs to start fooling people. Right. It's pretty crazy. That's amazing. Man. Yeah. He's for a, a limited repertoire pitch guy. He's pitching nails. He's having a hell of a season. If people aren't watching him, they should be. Totally. Um, 
There's Other no, thoughts? Baltimore. Baltimore needs a new GM. Period. They're still the worst team in baseball, and rightfully so. Chris Davis hit two home runs since I was on the cast, um, but that doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean they've still three and seven of their last ten, so it, <laughs> it is what it is. You think they're going to get anything from Manny Machado, or how much? What do you think they're going to get from Manny Machado? I should ask. Ah, gosh, I, well, it depends on where he goes, obviously, but hopefully a lot of prospects that are highly rated so that they can um, bolster their um, minor league system and, and, you know, get into rebuild mode. Cause I don't, you know, I'm not familiar with their farm system, but I don't hear a lot about any of the players there who are worth anything. No, they got to get rid of Dan Duquette. That guy sucks. He used to be the GM of the Red Sox for a long time. And like, I mean, he, he orchestrated a lot of great things, but he, I mean, he, I mean, Theo was always the mastermind behind all that. So, I mean, Dan Duquette yeah. was pretty minimal. That makes sense. I think you look at the fact that they have Buck Showalter, like a real old man, old baseball man. Yeah. Um, and Duquette, I think they need to evolve a little bit um, or just die. Yeah. You know, I re- the, these are the types of teams that make me wish that we did relegation the way that soccer does. <laughs> I know. Um, right? I so the best, the best the best A team could then somehow be in the AL East and get obviously smashed. But that sort of thing really appeals to me. Yeah, I agree with you. And I. I- I don't. I, I I know that we're kind of coming around to see the light now with like younger managers, and it kind of starts there, right? But like, they're really. It seems like baseball is starting to get rid of the old man GM kind of thing. Like Dave Dombrowski is kind of like the last of his kind. <clears throat> it feels like. Yep. Yeah, I love to see more um, young young managers out there. You look at Milwaukee. Um, what's his name? Ah, it's on the tip of my tongue. Shit. He's super young for yeah. uh, not a, not a GM, but a manager. And that team is really good right now. Exactly, dude. Uh, and like, I guess I just like, it's one of those things. I don't know why. I guess it's like kind of always been the, um, like the oldness of baseball, but like, we don't ever really like look forward. Uh, Craig council is who you're thinking of, by the way. Uh, council. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we don't ever really look forward as much because it's such an old t- pastime. But I feel like with Manfred, and since he's been in, it's kind of like moved more towards a modern game. And yeah. now we're, people are just starting to think about baseball differently because they should be. Yeah, I mean, you look, you think about all the analytics they use game to game. They're in the the good teams, at least, are in the dugout with an iPad showing them what to expect from the pitcher if yeah. they're up next. J.D. Martinez run around the locker room at Fenway showing people different plays and different things all the time. It's like, man, Great. That's, that's what you need. Like, you know. Anyway, it's pretty interesting. Really is. Yep. All right. uh, Let's move on to the Central. Cleveland at 45 and 37. Detroit at 38 and 48. Minnesota at 35 and 45. The White Sox at 29 and 54. And Kansas City at 25 and 58. Yep. I think uh, Cleveland is continuing to be the best team. Um, That's pretty obvious by the standings and the fact that they've led them for so long. But Detroit and Minnesota kind of... You know, we're nipping at the heels of Cleveland um, in recent weeks and not so much anymore. Both those teams have slipped and Cleveland has continued to play like just above average ball. And they are, you know, the standing show. They're nine games up from Detroit. And, you know, this is probably going to continue. Yeah, man, it's pretty. Yeah, I don't think, see that changing at all or anything. I just. I don't know, man. When I think about like September and I think about Cleveland, I just don't see anything. There. I don't know what it is, but I don't see it. I mean, they're they going to be start, there. They, you know, you can't count them out because the talent is definitely there. No, um, yeah, on sure. both sides of the ball. But I, I think you're right. They're not really showing dominance. I, I mean, think. we only just passed game 82. You know, or I mean, or the halfway point, I should say. So, yeah. um, 
I mean, let me put it this way: these guys have practically the same record as the A's. Yeah, in a worse division. That's crazy. That's crazy to think about. That's yeah, because I mean, and I mean, you look at I mean the next how many games are they up? Nine games up on Detroit. Like that's crazy. That just shows you that Detroit is pretty much as good as the Rangers right now. Well, yeah, true. but they're in a they're very clear about where they are right now. Yeah, in that's true. They're gonna have to tra- they're gonna tr- be able to trade Nick Castellanos and get something good for him though. Yeah, I think that would be a strong play for them. That dude is this year's JD Martinez for sure. You think so? you think so? Feels like it. Wow, he's hitting like he is. I'm pretty sure he hit for the cycle the other night, or he got close to it. There's something you don't hear of every day: the cycle. I don't, you know, I don't think I've heard of anyone this year. I'm sure it's happened, but yeah, I don't think I've heard of anybody either. I know a bunch of people have gotten close, but that's always how that goes, right? Love a good cycle. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) That's drop material later. Um, (laughs) Sometimes I can't help but calling it out, you know. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts there? Nope. Nope. Chicago and Kansas City can whatever. I don't care. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, all right. The West. Houston is at 55 and 31. Seattle at 54 and 31. Oakland 46 and 39. The Angels 43 and 42. Texas 38 and 47. Yep. Houston just dropped three uh, to the Rays. So Seattle's just nipping at their heels a half game back. Um, Houston will like, uh, they're about to play Texas a bunch, so they'll win all of those games in Seattle. Um, we'll drop a few and we'll, we'll see them, you know, get close to one another, but in the end, Houston's still going to, going to take this one. The big surprise in this one to me is that Oakland is, uh, doing really well. They're 46 and 39. So well above 500, I expect them to play kind of 500 ball, but They've been doing pretty well. They're seven and yeah. three. Their last ten. Yeah, dude. There's a lot of talent. We've been, you and I have been talking about that team all year. Like, there's a lot of talent on that team. Like Chris Davis and uh, we're going to talk. We're going to do a segment here in a little bit with some underrated players uh, that we think are, are underrated for the season. So I don't want to dive into that too far. So I don't want to undig yeah. an accidental uh, an accidental gym there. But um, <laughs> yeah, man, it, it, that team's not bad. I, I don't know what. I mean, I guess they're going to burn it down. I don't know really what you do there. I mean, they're going to want to have some exciting baseball in Oakland at some point, and maybe they're. I don't think together. they give a shit. Like they've been doing this for years. They so if, even if they make it to the playoffs, like, yeah, ugh. that what that year it was uh, what twenty fourteen whenever they traded for Lester. I mean, they made a go of it to try to make it happen. That was a yep. that was a hell of a team. That well, they sent Cespedes uh, in that trade, but that whole team yeah. was good. It's like they just roll the dice every season, and if they get a good number of wins then they'll be like oh okay yeah now we'll invest in the team and if they don't then they're like well we still don't give a shit right yeah it's a it's a shitty situation man so that's got to be an ownership problem but Probably. um texas rangers seven and three of their last 10 that's pretty good they're you know not quite 500 but they're they're doing slightly better than i anticipate they did get elvis andrews back yep um so that's a, a big boost he's a good big clubhouse guy like your pedroia except he plays baseball well indeed i'm really i would really be interested in i don't know what this would cost but um boston's gonna need a hitter like probably a right-handed hitter beltre and they could use a, a reliever like a setup man keona kell has pitched really well and has some years of control Ooh. if you package those two together I, I i don't know what they would want back i know exactly what we would want back what's that 
Raphael Devers no. because he is Adrian Beltre circa yep. however long ago he started playing baseball. Yep. They are the same fucking guy. Yep, no doubt about it. No doubt about that. It's not going to happen, but no doubt about that. Nope. Uh, and I get Texas's point. They should want something like that. I would hope that they would demand something like that. However, at the negotiating table, we tend to fold like a cheap chair. <laughs> True, but I still think you'd have a stance to be tough on that. I mean, Keonakala hasn't been great, but he's been, I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I guess I haven't watched enough of him to really be comfortable, but I was thinking about that trade today and a trade that makes a lot of sense. They're probably going to unload Hamels at the deadline too. I don't know what that's going to look like, but that's a bitch of a contract to take on. So... Yeah, hmm, I wonder where he would go. He would probably be a good target for some NL teams. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe, maybe some Braves action if they need some some help. Julio Tehran has not been very good this season. I can't stay healthy once again, man. Yeah, and he just he has is, some just... really, really good outings, and then he just follows it up with two and a half really shitty ones, which is sad because yeah. um, I, was, I was quite hopeful he would be good this season. I mean, it's pretty crazy because I think they have like the third best uh, ERA as a pitching staff in the NL, I'm pretty sure. That's crazy. I believe it. I mean, they're, even their three and four guys are good enough. Yeah, they're all pitching it like a 3-3-1 three, three, kind of thing. That's fine. Fultanovich is good. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, I yeah. think he's going to get better, too. I like Fultanovich a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It'll, so, I mean, we're, we're into July now, so we're going to be talking about deadline deals here pretty soon. I'm pretty excited for that. <sighs> I love the hot stove. I can't wait for it to heat up. I, I hope there's some good – we're posed to get some – some pretty big moves this season, isn't I think that so. right? I think so. I could see. I mean, you're going to have Manny Machado on the move. You're going to have some guys mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I mean, there's going to be a this this uh, free agent class is going to be pretty pretty sizable. I love it. I love those last minute deals coming through. So much fun to pay oh, attention man. to. Absolutely. Sort of like last year, whenever the uh, Dodgers traded for Darvish and they crammed it through at the last second and almost made it look like it didn't happen. That yep. Was, yep. That was a. Sad day, but I was hours. actually fair. Sorry, I was just say that must have been a rough hour or two after that until they came out with it. Yeah, that was pretty rough for me, but actually ended up being pretty happy for him going to a team that um, had a shot. Too bad they pissed it away. He pissed it away, or they pissed it away. He wrote a really he had a like full page ad that he wrote out to Dallas saying thank you and all that stuff, and super appreciate that. You know, it's hard to know a guy who doesn't speak in public in English a ton, but. You know, that's the right move, and I'm, yeah. I'm happy for him. He, he did a lot for our team. I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before, but his wife and everything still lives here. I'm pretty sure he still lives here, too, like in the offseason. And I, I really think that the Rangers would have brought him back, but I don't think ownership would do it. Yeah, that makes sense. Such a I was thing. surprised to hear he's back. He's on the DL. He had a setback. He did. Um, so I read that he, instead of going to a doctor in Chicago, came all the way back to his old orthopedist here in Dallas, mm. here in Dallas. Like I fucking live there I know or in Dallas. And I was like, huh, that's kind of an interesting case. Yeah. Hmm. I, I mean, if they're here though. Yeah. His wife he, tweets a lot. She's absolutely worth following. She's hilarious. No shit. Okay. I will. <laughs> it's, it's pretty great. All right. Let's move on to the NL, the East. Uh, let's see the old stat sheet. My computer reloaded the stats all of a sudden on me. All right. Atlanta is at 48 and 34, Philadelphia, 45 and 37, Washington, 42 and 40, New York, 33 and 48, Miami at 34 and 51. Thoughts? Um, anxiously awaiting Miami to overtake the Mets who are just the worst. They're just the worst. 
Oh, now I can't say enough bad things about the Mets. <laughs> um, really sad that Washington is not putting up more of a fight. Again, they've had just a really bad run of things. Their home record is terrible. They've lost three of their last, or they've won three of their last 10. Um, not hitting the ball. I mean, they've got some good pitchers. It's just not, nothing's really clicking over there in D.C. And now Philly's, you know, in second, three games, three games above Washington. So I um, guess I'm hoping to see a little bit more fight. Yeah, I think that I'm probably of the outlier on this that truly believes that that Washington team has never been as good as people think. Interesting. Because yeah. they never finished. And they, like every year it's a new manager. They've had three managers in the last three years. Well, they had to get rid of Dusty. What a piece of shit. Well, God, right. But like, before yeah. that, they had Matt Williams, who was just as bad. And, like, that dude was paranoid as shit in the clubhouse. And, like, just, <laughs> like, dude, just so many things. You know, like, it, it was really, it just seems like it's a revolving door. And it seems like it's a revolving door of players, too, that are all trying to be around. It's like a bunch of old players that are trying to be around Bryce Harper on offense, and then you got a fucking ace pitching staff with like Matt Scherzer, and that's about it. Super toxic clubhouse situation. I'm led to believe you've got the likes of Bryce Harper, and you know you saw Papelbon blow up at him a little while ago. Those guys really suck. He's Jason Worth was also really bad in the clubhouse. I'm led to believe so. Um, not a great culture over there, and I think you know you talk about the players these days. They are like quintessential young kids and the way that even business is moving is towards like having a healthy culture at work and liking each other, liking each other and having fun while you're working. That is actually playing into uh, baseball. Now you look at the Cubs, they have fun with Joe Madden who provides that sort of environment for these guys who are, you know, we're the old farts now talking about these kids. Yep. And that's the sort of shit that really motivates them at times. So um, not a, not a good place to be if you're, in a toxic clubhouse. No, dude. And you're hundred percent correct. And we were talking about that a little bit ago with kind of the old guard of, of managers and that John Farrell type that in Ron Gardner type, which I'm surprised that's working as well as it even is. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm surprised they hired a guy like him, but I mean, I, I guess after Brad Osmus, you know, you probably wouldn't go, with, <laughs> you know, that, that's probably a different direction to go. So I get that, but I, I do. I think it's a culture thing. And I think that's that's where the Red Sox are a great example there. I mean, Johnny Steelcock had just lost them, man. And he just, yep. he just, he, he was great whenever he came in in 2013. And he had all those guys like Salta Lamakia, guys that knew how to be leaders, Johnny Gomes and all those guys that knew mm -hmm. how to run things. But whenever you got these younger guys, you've got to inspire them and you've got to, you got to show that you're not just some suit, you know? Core's doing a really good job. Yeah, no, and I mean, he's not the only one. It just, that no. seems to be the way it's going. Joe Madden has always been, so he's always pissed me off because he's that, like, he's such a weird dude. But, like, yeah. I kind of get it, though, right? Like, it kind of, he's kind of ahead of the curve by a lot. Super eccentric, but motivating enough, right? He's, yeah. It's working. People love him. Can't argue with results. It worked in Tampa Bay uh, to the extent that management would let him do things. Correct. And then um, it's working in Chicago. Yep. Well, let's move on to that division. Speaking of, then, let's did we it. even really talk about the East? Uh, yeah, we did. We talked bit. about the Nats, awful clubhouse. Um, <laughs> all right, Central then. Uh, Milwaukee <laughs> is at forty-eight and thirty-five. Chicago is at forty-seven and thirty-five. St. Louis forty-two and forty. Pittsburgh at forty and forty-three. Cincinnati at thirty-six and forty-eight. I think the Cubs are starting to do it. Yeah, 
Yep. They've had, I mean, they were just playing the twins. Um, so there's, you know, a big asterisk next to this, but they've been winning the games. They've won four straight. Um, I've watched a couple of these games and I think things are starting to get there for them. Um, I don't know. Milwaukee's so good. I didn't see it lasting, but, um, God, I just don't know who's going to take, who's going to do this thing. Yeah, man. I, we, I think you and I were texting about it the other night, but I just, there's something, I, I don't know. There's something about the Chicago team that I don't like or something I don't feel that I have. It just feels like it's so disjointed all the time. Yep. Javi Baez is half of the team, I think. Yeah, I agree with that. I, what the hell? Is Schwarber even in their everyday lineup? No, he has never been in their everyday lineup, which is a real shame because I think if he got the reps in that he needed, he could be really good. I agree with that. I was really in the camp of Boston potentially trading for him if they weren't going to get J.D. Martinez. That dude has got to get into the AL. He does, and fast. And he needs a manager who's going to let him see left-handed pitching because yeah. Joe Madden will not. Is he really that bad against lefties? Yes. Mm. But he just He's needs to get over good. it. Yeah, you got you to gotta get some reps in. I mean, that's just my opinion. No, I agree. I, it's ridiculous. I'm sure there's some deep metrics out there that will show that it's just not a good use of at-bats. Oh, yeah. But, um, oh, and of anybody that has them, it's probably Joe Madden. But, yeah, you know, even so. He's, he can really swing the lumber, and I'd like to see him do better against lefties, and I'd like to see him in the AL. Even if it was on, like, Kansas City and just raking, that'd be awesome. Yeah, exactly. He could be a huge asset to someone like that. Yeah. Cincinnati's been okay. They're 7-3 of their last 10. Matt Harvey's been pitching really well. I, I saw that the other day. He's had three really good outings in a row. Yep. Um, super surprising, though. I didn't think he would ever. I'm glad he has. I think I said in past episodes that I hope that he does well. Um, and I, can, I still feel that way, but super surprised that it actually happened. Yeah, but, but I mean, part of it's probably just the pressure, right? Of just being off of him a little bit. And he doesn't have yeah. to be the guy. Hopefully he just sits in a shitty house in Cincinnati by himself and thinks about how to get better as opposed to going and getting drunk with bitches or whatever. Eating that skyline chili. Maybe he's eating a lot of skyline chili. Maybe there's extra momentum behind the, or inertia behind that ball. Now. Ooh. Who knows? Ooh. I like that theory. <laughs> and you know that I'm all about venturing wild ass theories. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anything to, to weave in a skyline chili um, endorsement here, I will totally do. Absolutely. It's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, but yeah, man, I really like the Brew Crew still. They're pitching really well, which is awesome. So well, like you said, though, they're always a tale of two halves and we'll see what happens past the break. But I'll be interested to see what they do to try to strengthen their team. That could be a potential Cole Hamels destination, I bet. Ooh, interesting. Been, I, like, I like that potential. That would be cool. They've been Maybe they could trade Jeffress back to the Rangers and just do another. <laughs> just no swap DUI Jeffress. Yeah, man, that's a that did not work out as planned. No, he had a good run with us, but blah. Boy, Luke Luke Royal like fell off a cliff in that trade. That He's did not go well. Never been back since. Is he still in uh uh with the A's? Yeah. Okay. Last I checked. Yeah, well, who cares anyway? All right, let's move on to the West. Arizona forty seven and thirty seven, the Dodgers forty four and thirty nine, San Francisco forty five and forty, Colorado forty one and forty three, San Diego thirty seven and forty nine. I feel like this is exactly where we were last time. Agreed. And I, I don't know even if the games back have moved that much. Nope. Maybe. I don't think so. Pretty much the same story. Um, Dodgers are seemingly starting to put it together. Arizona's 
you know, been at the front for a while now for a good reason because they're, you know, finally hitting the ball and their pitching is really good. So still feeling pretty bad for Colorado. I think they've got some talent down there. The Nolan Arenados of the universe who deserve better. I agree with that. Uh, And then, you know, every time I look at San Francisco, I just think of Madison Bumgarner falling off of a dirt bike. Fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) He used to be good. He used to be so good. Yes. I traded for him in our fantasy league for Anthony Rizzo for him. Like that. Oh, that was us. That was you. Yeah, that was you and I. That's what I'm saying. Like that was, that was a good, that was a good trade too. But like, he used to be really fucking good. He was an ace. He has not been the same since. We need to, we need to find these very strange, um, like inflection points in some players and then do the analysis after the fact, like your, um, my Rugnet Odor article, like Rugnet Odor. I'd love to do one on Matt Harvey. Okay. Um, obviously post his breakdown game five yes. uh, has been done, but I'd like to see post Cincinnati move numbers. Yep. And, you know, these are, these are interesting things that are not baseball related often, but do affect baseball. We should do that in the off season so that we, ha- that we have something to do. That'll They're baseball fun. tangential. Right. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> we, oh, we could also assign it to the interns, however you want to do that. Yeah. Okay. It might be a multifaceted effort. Were they any help in your adventure to fight Father Time? They were not. Father Time won. Ah, oh, shit. Ah, that's all right. He is steadfast in his belief that time moves forward. I still feel like it was a solid use of intern time and money. Yeah, they weren't doing anything else. Yeah, exactly. I hear you. All right. Um... <laughs> Well, oh, one other thing. Um, I bet you that the Diamondbacks end up trading for a, a hitter at some point, like they did last year with JD. Okay, who do you think would be <laughs> Nick Castellanos? <laughs> oh, right, of course. No, um, so him. I'm trying to think of who else. Um, how's Justin Bauer of the Marlins doing? I could see them moving him. Um, I actually think I I he didn't make my top five underrated players, but I still think he's underrated. He was in the home run derby last year. Obviously, yeah. he was a hometown hometown guy. He had a pretty good season. I think he hit over twenty home runs. Poor guy. <laughs> Who Poor else might guy. go there? Well, whatever. Yeah, man, it'll be interesting to see. We'll 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 get into that talk as it starts to heat up, and it's going to be fun. I'd be interested. I was just looking at the Mets, and I was like, "Who hits well there?" Oh yeah, Suspidus. Ah yes, that would be interesting. I don't think they'll get rid of him. Well, I don't think one that they can. I'm pretty sure he's hurt, but. even so even so i don't think you could dump them if you tried yep all right good stuff around the uh the diamond there all right so as our main segment tonight we're going to talk about our top let's just call it top underrated players and we're going to do a maximum of five cool with that all right. Yeah, mine are in no particular order, but I do have five, so it's an unranked five. Okay, I like it. Um, why don't you start us off then? Sure. I'm gonna go with Eugenio Suarez. Oh, of... we match on the first one. Shit. Okay. Well, we're gonna That's match okay. on at least uh, on at least two though. He's hitting 306 with 61 RBIs with an OPS of 953. He's good. Yes. Indeed. He's on a shitty team, and I think you'll see that that is uh, a recurring trend among underrated players, not just here in this segment or this season, but all time, the underrated players are almost always on shitty teams and they just don't get any limelight. Funny how that works, huh? Yep. Um, I want to look at, well, I had him pulled up here and then I got. I said Eugenio. I bet it's Eugenio. Yeah, it's definitely Eugenio. (laughs) But I like where your head's at. 
I'm just a fanatical mm, guy. I, I yeah, I get it. Um, I like so he's been in the league what since 2014, and yeah, I mean that's that skyline chili once again. I love his on base, uh, his op dude. He could. He's absolutely a trade candidate somewhere. I agree. Maybe to the Diamondbacks. Very, but they very have possible. a third baseman locked up with Jake Lamb, I think. Boy, it wouldn't. Uh, hmm. Maybe they can move fucking Descalso to somewhere. Other. Well, he plays like 19 positions, as we've spoken at length about. Yeah, he does. Um, I'm trying to think of who else would need something like that. Not Cleveland. Hmm. You know who could probably use the upgrade at third base who this would probably be an upgrade over is Dansby Swanson. I bet you Atlanta could use that upgrade. Ooh, that would be interesting. I bet they're willing to let Dansby figure it out though at that stage. I, I probably agree, but that they could use some help in that hot corner there. Yeah, I mean they took a took a flyer on <laughs> Joey Bats. <laughs> hey, I mean it didn't really work, right? <laughs> no, it didn't. He hit a home run last night for the Mets though. That's pretty unbelievable. <laughs> It really is. <laughs> all right. Not an overstatement at all. It's actually unbelievable. Not at all. That's correct. Um, all right. So my first one is Matt Kemp. Matt Kemp. Yes. yes. So Matt Kemp has had an interesting career overall. Uh, a really big guy coming up with the Dodgers. Um, I think he was looked at as kind of a cornerstone of this franchise. Him and kind of like Kershaw at the same time. I believe they were that same uh, year or right around those same years. And, you know, as the lot and he was someone that could really handle like the limelight and deal with all that, which is an important part of playing in Los Angeles. And yes. he really like he got hurt and then he just never really like it, it just one of those things. He kind of kept meddling around and never really became de- like never developed properly. Exactly. And uh, I don't really think that Mattingly had a lot of trust in him and he just kind of kept getting overshadowed and overshadowed. And then he ended up being traded to Atlanta uh, it was Atlanta, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he worked some things out there, it seemed like, but he signed a minor league deal with the Dodgers this year with an invite to training camp. No one even thought he was going to make the roster. He's been outstanding for them this year. He's batting 310, has an OBP of 348, and has an OPS of 889. That's not bad at all. It's not bad at all. I picked him up in my fantasy league. He is absolutely... Um, out kicking his coverage right now. Definitely um, underrated. Right Got 51 season. RBIs and 14 home runs. That's pretty good. Pretty good for a struggling LA team. I mean, if they've got, if they don't have Kemp, uh, they're in real trouble, man. I don't understand how they always seem to find the max Muncy of the gang. Like that dude they washed out. Of, fucking do. I know that dude washed out of the Oakland system like three years ago. Every year they've got a guy that just has been around yeah. or not at all been around. And then it just rakes. <laughs> oh, it's such bullshit. It really is. Yeah. I'm sure I've talked about Alex Guerrero on this podcast already. Oh, I'm sure you have. I think he had 10 at-bats and like eight home runs or nine home runs or something. <laughs> it was ridiculous. He was always just pinch hit home run, pinch hit home run. Yep. Then they'd start him and he would blow it. All right. Who's next for you? Cool. I've got Francisco Lindor. Okay. I like that. He Tell me is- about Lindor. Lindor batting 296, 21 home runs. He has a 936 OPS. Wow. How much does he get on base? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know the answer it. to that right this second. He, but is he, at, is, he has an OBP of 372. Not bad. Very, 
he's a very good baseballer, um, not only offensively, but defensively. He's saving runs. He is fourth in uh, MVP voting right now, which obviously taken with a grain of salt, but you don't hear shit about Francisco Lindor, and he's on a winning no, ball club. You really don't. And uh, you don't even hear uh, anything about uh, Ramirez either. No, you don't. Not like at it's all. the same exact thing. But I mean, dude, the thing about uh, Lindor is, I mean, uh, career-wise, he's batting 293, has an OBP of 353, an OPS of 842. So this isn't even outside the ordinary of what he does. It's just the fact that he's overlooked. He's overlooked. He's on a small market team. Yep. And that's kind of it. Yep. It's pretty crazy. He's really, really good. I would be, you know, any team would be super lucky to have him playing shortstop. No doubt about it. And I mean, Cleveland capitalizes on that. That he's been a huge part of their, of their, uh, their general infield and everything as they've, as they've kind of built up their empire. It's a huge part of the resurgence in the last couple of years, for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, so my next one is someone I think you're gonna actually. I, I'm about ninety percent sure you're gonna agree on. I'm talking about Adubel Herrera. Odubel, love it. Um, Are you not talking about Isdrubal Cabrera? This is no. Odubel Herrera? No. Which one? We're talking about Adubel. Odubel Herrera, yes. not Esdrubal Oh, Herrera. Herrera. Did I say it wrong? I'm sorry. <laughs> My fault. I was, I was re-pulling up his stats here, and I was doing two things at once. You know how that goes. I, w- I was trying to be an asshole because those guys' names are so similar that I want them to play baseball middle infield together. Or, I'm sorry, center and uh, short. It's goddamn Second. frustrating, isn't it? <sighs> Man, that would just be so much fun to read. It really, really would. But he's having a hell of a year, man. Uh, I, you, can, you can feel free to give me shit about dropping him in fantasy, but I really, he was really hitting like shit when I did. So He had like a bad stretch of like 10 days. I know, dude. It was horrible. But I mean, like it was just at that point where I needed to make a roster move kind of thing. Um, he is batting on the year 283 on base 337 and an OPS of 812. Love it. That is certainly an upswing. I mean, but career-wise, he's two, batting 287. Uh, on base 343 and a 780 OPS. So, I mean, he's out, out kicking his coverage some this year, but I think that's just growing into his, his place. He's had a very young career so far, and I, I think we can expect to continue to hear his name for a little bit. Again, this is a small market team. Philly, well, can you consider Philly small? I guess it's, it's kind of crowded up there. Yeah, it's a, it's a big market team, but it's just they've been bad for so long that I think people have a hard time thinking yeah, of him that way. That's fair. He's kind of the pillar of that lineup. Um, and that lineup can be really, really good with Reese Hoskins and uh, Cesar Hernandez, Odubel Herrera. These guys can all hit the ball. Yep. They really can. Yeah. So I all love right. that one. Who's your cool. next one? My last offensive guy is Jed Lowry of the uh, Oakland Athletics. Okay. I was going to pick Chris Davis, but that felt like almost too obvious. Yeah. And I bet you did pick Chris Davis. Sure did not actually, but <laughs> I picked Jed Lowry. He is hitting, uh, I think, two ninety. He has a OPS of eight forty eight, and he has fifty six RBIs. Yep, Four. he was off to a tear um, right out of the gate. He's continued to be really good, and that team scores a lot of runs. Yep, he is a former Red Sox. He was part of that team that won a uh, what was it, a hundred and something games, and still missed the playoffs. Yep, that was fun. And super small market team. Um, also just generally a very shitty team overall. They're never, they're never in the headlines for anything good. This guy also gets injured a lot, but when he is up and running, he is fucking running. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. He's, uh, he's definitely overlooked. I would say. Yeah. Um, 
So the next one is, my next one is also an A, probably will surprise you a little bit. I would say this isn't just an outstanding player, but I think he's overlooked still. Is it Matt Chapman? No, it's Steven Piscotti. Oh yeah, I forgot about Steve. He's got, he's hitting 252, he's on base 318, and he's got an OPS of 723. Eh, it's middling, but I mean. It's middling, but I mean, it's more valuable than the Cardinals seem to think he was. Yes, the Cardinals, I think, again, made a huge mistake in getting rid of Piscotti. He's a young kid. He can be really, really good. And I think defensively, he's, like, fine, right? Yeah. He's not a liability. Not a liability, no. Yep, I like that choice. You don't hear his name enough anymore. No, Chris Davis was was a close second. And that's Chris with a K, by the way, not... uh... The good Chris Davis. Correct. Crush Davis, the good one. Right. Um... Yeah, you can expect to see Chris Davis playing somewhere else by the end of the year. I would agree with that. Who's by your last one? Uh, I have two more. Okay. I have two pitchers. We, uh, we shared our first one. Okay. So my first pitcher uh, is also on Philly. It's Aaron Nala. Ah, uh, yes. I like him a lot. You don't hear about him at all. He's 10-2. and two. Um, He's pitched 109 innings, 107K, a whip of 1.00, and an ERA of 2.48. Nice. He is nails um, and f- not on anybody's uh, radar for, for all-star voting. But again, grain of salt, but that kind of shows you when someone's overrated or underrated. I would agree with that. Um, so I similarly on that same pitching staff have Nick Pavetta. Nick Pavetta can throw the fuck out of it. Sure can. He's got a 466 ERA, which I don't think is reflective of his actual talents. I picture... Yeah. Dude, the best way to think about him that I've noticed is he's just like a, like a young Cole Hamels. Yes. Dude, he's he, really good. I yeah. love Nick Pavetta. He's got that exact same arm slot that Hamels has. He, uh, I think he made his debut last year, and I saw him throw the ball, and I was like, this guy needs to be on my fantasy team. He's been yeah. a little risky, yes. um, and the ERA kind of shows that, but he's going to be, if he can kind of lock it all down, he's going to be good. I agree with that. He's young. He's going to keep getting better, I think. I like Nick Pavetta. Great yep. choice. My last one is um, not in a small market team. They're on a, a team that's actually really good. His name is Chris Davinsky. Okay. Do you know who Chris Davinsky is? The name sounds familiar, but I, I could be confusing him with someone else. This is a middle reliever on the Houston Astros. Okay, yes, yes. Davinsky. Yeah, that's who I thought I, it was, but I didn't want to be wrong and be a moron. So here His we career ERA is in the low twos. Currently this year, ERA, 1-3-2, whip. 40 Ks in 35 appearances. Wow. That guy could close anywhere. Anywhere. Anywhere with that shit. Mm. He's really good. He was really good last year. He was really good the year before that. He's a middle reliever, so he doesn't get any press. Um, And nobody gets any love in in the bullpen unless you're closing or maybe, maybe a setup guy. This guy's fucking nails and could absolutely close anywhere and be really, really good. Everybody hates the bullpen. I know. That's why I chose a guy in the bullpen because this guy's good. Really good. I like he's that. He's got choice. a slider. He's got probably one of the filthiest sliders this side of Shohei Otani. Hmm. Interesting. I like that comparison as far as sliders go. Check that shit out. That's a good list, man. I like it. This is, this is a, a good exercise. Yes. We're going to keep doing this. Love you, it. You and I are good at finding those, uh, those gems in the rough. Yeah. All righty. What do we have now? It is time for Rapid Fire! (laughs) 
yep. that soundbite is something else. That's actually me doing the vocals every time. <laughs> it's so it's the same every time. I know. That's because I do amazing. it the exact same way. Holy shit. Usually Ben's screaming too. Um all right. You uh do you want to go first? Or you want me to? Yeah, I'm happy to kick us off. So yeah. Max Scherzer currently has 165 K's. How does he end the season with his K's? Same color of eyes that he has now. Same color of eyes, two colors of eyes, 165 strikeouts. How many does he end the season with? Mm. Does he break 300? Dude, probably. Yeah, I'll say, I'm going to say 305. 305 for Justin. Love it. What is, what's yours take there? I'm going to say he's going to be at 309. That's exactly okay. what I had. Okay, let's look back at this at the end of the season. And we're talking reg- regular season, obviously. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Are you, are you thinking that the Washington Nationals are going to make it to the postseason? Good point. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> um, are the Braves going to win this division? <sighs> yes. They are, aren't they? They are. I think they are. Hey, man, that's nothing but excitement for you. You lose a little bit of cash, but, man, playoff baseball in Atlanta is going to be electric. That's okay. Yeah, bandwagoners, I'd love to be able to talk better baseball than anybody there, um, even though it's not my team. Love it. Dude, I if I almost feel like if they they're in a for a playoff game, I should just fly out there and we'll just live live cast us somehow. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that you would say that because that would be fucking awesome. Oh man, that'd be that'd be something. Let's I'll, do it. I'll have to see okay. if I can buy some some cred with the wife. You know, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> <laughs> My question is: Next year, who do you think is going to be a great team uh, that is not great right now? Oh, that's. A tough one. Um, yeah, let me sorry. think. No, no, no. That's okay. I, I like the the exercise. I think the state of Florida is out. <laughs> Just in general. Um, <laughs> don't want to visit. Don't want their baseball. Right. Don't want their bath salts. Right. <laughs> I'd say that the White Sox are going to be a lot better next year. White Sox. All right, I'm marking you down for White Sox. Is that your final answer? Yeah, because I think that they're just a really, really young team that makes a lot of mistakes, and they're going to get it figured out. Like that's they're the lowest average age in baseball by a long shot, and it's just going to take them some time. But they'll get it. Guys like Yoan Mankata and people like that are really good baseball players that are going to get better. It's just sort of like Philly in the process thing. I think Philly Philly is going to be great next year. There, I wouldn't classify them as great right now. They are good. Right. I think they're going to be great. So that's why I didn't choose Philly, though, because I felt like they're too good now to be able to say they're bad yeah. now, but going to be great next year. That's, I guess, it depends on how you, how you yeah, value that. Yeah, I usually bad, leave, my, I leave my questions intentionally vague so that you can answer them. I like it. I like it. Um, do the Mets trade Cindergaard and or DeGrom at the deadline? Who? Um, I think they should. And if they had the right people in charge, they would, but they don't, so they won't. So short, I think, is the way you... Short. <laughs> they will not. They should, but they won't. What part of short don't you understand? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, little, start, middle, and end, probably. A little uh, office quotes there. I <laughs> love it. Oh, man, that's good stuff. You got any more? Uh, those are my two. Same for me. Same for me. We would like to remind everyone to follow us on social media. We are at sensiblyloud.com. We are on Twitter at OutfielderPod. We are on Facebook, the Outfielder Podcast. We are also on Instagram at OutfielderPod as well. 
Make sure to check us out on the Apple iTunes store. Make sure to check us out on the Google Play store. We are there going at you hard with all of your podcast needs. We want to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 30 of the Outfielder Podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with the sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds coup. Keep patrolling that outfield, and we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast. Go, 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 go.